Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A Sunday get-together here on CBS Sports Radio. Jordan Mack coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can make that happen for you. Uh, we'll make it happen for the next couple of minutes in the classroom. Uh, we will be schooled by the professor in NFL conversation. For that, we head on up to the great Northwest, where he tells me he's snowed in like everybody else across the country. The professor, John Clayton from uh, 710 ESPN in Seattle and also does some work for Sirius XM's NFL Network. Cops on board with us. How are you, professor? Uh, hanging in there the best you can under these circumstances. Right? 12 inches of snow is kind of like... Uh... You know, 30 inches anyplace else because Seattle doesn't know how to handle the snow. I mean, Seattle pretty much on the average may get six inches a, a year. Now we've got 12 inches just in my town of Renton and uh, 15 to 16 in other places. So this place is pretty well shut down. Damn. Uh, well, and stay inside, stay warm, eat well. And uh, it's a COVID world in which we live. You just have to stare out at the pretty white stuff that nobody knows how to deal with or how to get around in. Uh, well, we did put a wrap on an NFL season. Uh, you're locked in and you're not missing out on anything because the season is over and done with after Tom Brady did what he always does, finds a way to win another Super Bowl championship. If I said to you that this particular championship that he's won uh, out of the seven total is the most impressive of any of Brady's championship victories. Agree or disagree? I think it'd be the second best because I think you still have to go back to the Atlanta game when he overcame a 25-point deficit in the second half. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. I mean, bad for the Atlanta Falcons, but great for Tom Brady. But I would probably put that to the second one because, I mean, you think of what he did and what he overcame. I mean, he leaves the Patriots. He goes to Tampa Bay. You can see that he was uncomfortable in the no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense throwing the ball deep. And yet, as the season went on, he had the third most throws of 21 yards plus in the air. So then, uh, you know, he's sitting there. He has a couple bad games. He's throwing more interceptions than he normally would. And they're 7-5, and five, and they just get torched by the Kansas City Chiefs. And so uh, 
you know, right after that game, he really started picking it up. They didn't lose the rest of the way. They let go as a wild card, win three games, which is incredible nowadays. I mean, I know the Giants did it twice, but to think that you can do that, particularly in a division where you have the New Orleans Saints, which is a little bit more of a more talented team, but it was just incredible. And again, it just firms up why he's the greatest of all time. Understood. And uh, maybe I needed to phrase my question better. The way that you answered it wasn't exactly the way I meant to ask it. Not the championship game itself, because he won the MVP in the Super Bowl, as he did, and he should have. Quarterbacks always do win. It wasn't like he was bad. Uh, I think their defense was just as big a reason that they won the game as the offense, but the quarterbacks get the MVP. Now, I'm talking about his year. From the day that he showed up in Tampa and walked into somebody else's house that he (laughs) thought was his offensive coordinator's house until he got up on that podium and accepted both of the trophies, uh, the Lombardi and the MVP, that this seasonal accomplishment might be better than any he ever had with the Patriots. Agree or disagree with that? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, because you think about uh, what he's going through, and I think you saw it all year uh, at the press conferences and the way he talked. I mean, he just seemed to be relieved. He, he was more relaxed than he was, particularly in his latter days with the Patriots. And so he goes down. He's now in warm weather. Uh, he's in great shape. I mean, you look at his face, and I don't know, you know, because obviously the TB12 uh, program is fantastic with the diet and everything else. But he just looked younger, even though he was 43 years old. But I think you can see that his attitude was great. I think you can see he was having more fun than he's had in a while. And, you know, just it's funny because I think I I underreacted, I guess, when he went there and thinking, okay, I knew they were going to be a playoff team, but I thought they were going to be a wild card, which they were. But so many people, you know, thought Brady, Tampa, defense, the wide receiver talent, tight end talent, Super Bowl. Uh, I didn't know if he was going to be able to pull it off, but he did, which was an amazing accomplishment. It really was. John Clayton, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, one last Super Bowl question, and we'll move on to a couple of other NFL things. In your estimation, how badly uh, – I'm not going to drop it all at Andy Reid's doorstep, but he is the main doorstep. How badly were the Kansas City Chiefs outcoached in the Super Bowl in their loss to the Bucks? Pretty bad. I mean, because you can see they had no answers for the cover two, cover one, because uh, normally you see cover one, cover three man coverage by the Bucks and what Todd Bowles does. But he had 41.1% cover two and 40, 25% cover four. And so that bottled up. It took Tyreek Hill, who had 269 yards, receiving 13 catches in the Week 12 game against Tampa. And then you saw that uh, Patrick Mahomes was pressured with a very bad offensive line, missing two tackles and missing probably any talent, getting pressured 29 times. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, and we didn't have any answers for it. And of course, once they started falling behind by double digits, then uh, you knew it was going to be bad because I mean, you can do some answers with a running game, but when you're down more than 10 points, it's hard to have a running game and particularly a quarterback who's now just running for his life and throwing almost blindly sometimes one of the things we've seen since the season has ended has been some airing of the grievances i thought you were only supposed to do that before christmas but uh they did it after christmas this year after the nfl season was over by a couple quarterbacks in this league a couple of very good quarterbacks in this league certainly deshaun watson being one of them Aaron Rodgers, after they got picked off by the Bucks, saying, yeah, yeah, you never know. I'm, I'm supposed to be back here on the contract, but you never know. And Russell Wilson said he's getting very tired of being hit up there in your neck of the woods. 
have John, you've been covering this league for a long time. Not only the amount of quarterbacks that are speaking out, but the level of the quarterbacks that are speaking out are, are uh, top five quarterbacks uh, that we don't usually get. What do we make of this? What do you read into that, that uh, this season has a chance to have some massive relocation of QBs? Yeah, frustration. It's not going to change the equation for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but I think you can see the frustration in the sense that here's Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, he, he did a good job of trying to cover it up during the season, but you know he was angry about the uh, Jordan Love acquisition because, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, one of his ex teammates, TJ Land, expressed, uh, expressed it the best, saying that, uh, you know, right now Aaron is looking for revenge and the revenge in the form of it's like, now wait a second. I could have won a Super Bowl uh, and been to the Super Bowl, and I get criticized for only winning one Super Bowl during my tenure, but you didn't get me any wide receivers. You didn't get me any tight ends. You didn't add anything to the offense that could really have helped. And then you go and, of course, have the game in the NFC Championship game where you uh, make that bad play at the end of the half that gave up the touchdown. And then, of course, you also have the uh, you know the play where it's a field goal instead of a touchdown, and so they lose that game and he doesn't go to the Super Bowl. And so what I mean by revenge, and I think uh, T.J. Lang means it, he's probably going to ask for a contract extension to try to get more security with the hope that maybe they trade Jordan Love. In the case of Russell Wilson, you know he was frustrated, and you can see it because as he sat there at the Super Bowl with Roger Goodell, he was watching a replay of his Rams playoff loss. And, of course, what happened in that game, same thing. The Rams won cover two, cover four. His receivers weren't open because now they have seven guys in coverage that wipes out a lot of the passing routes. And uh, they had you know, a four-man rush that was able to put pressure on Russell Wilson. And so but one thing that he has to think about, because his only mistake in this was to complain about his blocking of the offensive line. Because now you can have a 40-sack, seven-sack season turn into 60 if the offensive line doesn't trust you from being thrown under the bus. But Russell has two things that he needs to fix. He's starting to hold the ball a little bit too long, 2.97 seconds, which is fifth most in the league. And according to Pro Football Focus, I mean, he was sacked. 14 of the 47 sacks were on him. But he has been sacked too many times through the years. John Clayton here with us on CBS Sports Radio talking NFL. Um, So it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers or – uh, Russell Wilson are going anywhere. They just aired their grievances a little bit. Carson Wentz looks like he is going somewhere. The Eagles have uh, not thrown their arms around him and said he's our quarterback. A lot of reports coming out said Carson had requested a trade, and there are conversations ongoing between the Eagles and teams around the league, the Bears and the uh, Colts most prominent for Carson Wentz's services. Talk about selling low. Carson Wentz had his worst season and one of the worst seasons in the NFL. What do you think when they get their best offer, the Eagles are actually going to be able to get in exchange for Carson Wentz? Yeah, you can see that uh, Howie Roseman, the general manager, is trying to play the Colts off the Bears to try to get more out of the Bears. Chris Ballard is a very sharp general manager, and the story's already come out from Ron Jaworski that the Colts have offered two number two picks. And naturally, I mean, if you're 
Eagles, you're asking for two number ones, knowing you're not going to get it. So I think what it comes down to is that uh, they're kind of waiting to see if they can get the Bears to throw up a number one pick. And then, of course, they can take on the contract of Nick Foles and bring him back to the Eagles. But you can see why these are the two teams that are the most interested. Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator the first two years. Wentz was 18 and 11 before the injury. And John DiFilippi was the uh, was his quarterback coach and did a good job with him. So th- th- those two teams would be comfortable for Carson. Not that uh, they have to accommodate Carson, but uh, I still think in the end something should happen. I'd say it's going to be reasonably soon. I want to get your take on one other QB whose name has been kicked around plenty of possible relocation, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand he's had health issues, and he's gone down a lot since he became a full-time quarterback uh, with the 49ers. It seems to me when he plays, he plays effectively enough. No, he's not going to have Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes-type statistical days, but he seems to be able to make key plays at key times and doesn't make major mistakes. But it seems like the 49ers have fallen pretty much out of love with him and are ready to move on. Uh, Jimmy G going back to New England, is he a viable top half of the NFL starting quarterback in your uh, estimation? I think he's you know, somewhere in the top 15. I mean, he's not going to be in the top 10, particularly when you miss 23 of 48 games since coming over to San Francisco. But you can see this is a different situation at Jared Goff because Sean McVay just got totally set up with McGoff and just wanted to get rid of him and get an upgraded quarterback, and they definitely did that with Matthew Stafford. The thing that Kyle Shanahan, his position is they still like Jimmy Garoppolo. And what they're trying to do is see if there's a way to get an upgrade. Uh, and an upgrade in the sense that uh, you, you know, a little healthier, maybe a little bit of a better quarterback. And so, but the problem is, who can they get? You know, it doesn't look like they want to pay the big price for Wentz. I mean, certainly Sam Darnold is going to be in the mix. And if they can get Sam Darnold, I think they will make a trade and then do something with Jimmy G. Because the one problem they have in San Fran is that uh, you know they have so many free agents and they have some cap issues. And, you know, to try to keep Trent Williams, Kyle Yusick, and, you know, try to keep any of their cornerbacks because just about all their cornerbacks are up. They've got to do something bold. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, of all the quarterbacks that are available in trades, he gives you the most cap room because he doesn't have as much guarantee. But as it stands right now, unless they can come up with Darnold, I think that uh, Jimmy G is going to be in San Francisco next year. Fair enough. Uh, At this time of year, we'd usually be gearing up for the Combine. Uh, when all the college players head into Indianapolis to get poked, prodded, run drills, and uh, people get all excited about their NFL prospects. Not happening this year. NFL has decided to fall on the side of caution, not going to bring the players in, so everything is going to come down to pro days. We've already seen one. Trevor Lawrence has had his nice and early. He can demand these type things when you're going to be the number one overall pick. How is it going to tra- change talent evaluation without the combine? They did it last year without uh, individual workouts because that's when COVID hit. This year, from the start, they're not going to have the combine. How badly will it or won't it affect the NFL and their ability to uh, draft accurately? Yeah, it's gonna. I think it's going to cause more mistakes because unlike last year where at least there was a combine and you did have – 
some workouts. I mean, again, now you, the, the workouts are not even run by NFL people. I mean, they're going to be run by the colleges, and so you don't know you're going to get exactly what you want to see. And, of course, you have to do it all virtually for the most part. Uh, in fact, I'm still surprised that you know they were able to get people down to Clemson to be able to watch the, the workout because, again, it's like uh, you know it, we're kind of in a wild, wild west category as far as so many things in this league. It's like they say you can't have scouts at a team workout or a college workout, and yet here they did. But in the end, I think what you're looking at is that uh, you know you you can see that the you know you got the one problem in the sense that you have to do everything virtual, and so that's going to be tough. You if you're spending time with the player, I mean you're spending a certain amount of time on Zoom, and then the third thing is you have so many college opt-outs. You know, I don't know how many is going to be in the first three rounds. I was counting it up the best I could the other day, and I was thinking it's going to be maybe 15 or 16. And if that's going to be the case, you haven't seen anything of them on the field since 2019. One thing it is going to do is going to help the players who went to the Senior Bowl because, you know, with 138 players that were at the Senior Bowl, you know, everybody had a chance to talk to them, they had a chance to see them, watch them work out, watch them practice. And so I think it's going to raise their stock. But again, some of the underclassmen and particularly the undraftable, you know, the undrafted guys, they're going to pay a big price. All right, John, last thing, and uh, uh, I will apologize in advance to the Jaguar nation out there that may, may be listening, all five of these guys uh, who are big Jacksonville Jaguar fans. Give me a percentage chance that between now and the NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence decides to pull an Eli Manning or a John Elway and say, yeah, no, now that I think about it, Jacksonville, small market, can't sell out the games, Coaches hiring bad assistant coaches that he needs to fire within 24 hours. I'm going to start my NFL career elsewhere. Please, Jacksonville, don't draft me. It's a headache you and I don't want. Is there any chance that Trevor Lawrence goes down that road? No, none at all. And the reason I say that is because who made the suggestion for Trevor to have the first workout? And the person was Urban Meyer, because Urban, of course, being the Jacksonville coach, he wanted to see him up front. And, of course, uh, you know, Urban, I guess, then realized he was needing t- uh, torn labrum surgery, which is going to have Tuesday. And it gets him a chance to get back a little bit earlier because, again, he's going to be not able to do anything with that left shoulder for five to six months. And so he should be ready for training camp. But uh, the, the suggestion came from Urban Meyer, and that tells me that the fact that he listened, he did it, that he's going to stay in the draft and be drafted number one by Jacksonville. All right. I remember hanging with you in a bunch of NFL drafts where you you were doing ESPN radio. I was doing Sirius XM's NFL stuff for WFAN. Uh, so I know how much you dedicate to the draft, but we are still a long way off. Have you done your studying yet for the quarterbacks? Nobody argues that Trevor Lawrence is going to be, should be, will be the number one quarterback taken. You have an order of your next couple of guys thereafter? Ironically, that's what I'm working on right now because for Wednesday, (laughs) I have to do a mock draft for the Washington Post. And so, uh, you know, clearly Trevor Lawrence is number one. Sounds to me that uh, Zach Williams is number two. And then I still think that Justin Fields is going to be number three. Some people have him going to Atlanta. I think they're going to take a position player, you know, particularly a, a t- the tackle from Oregon. And so, uh, you know, and then after that, you know, Mac Jones is probably going to go to either Washington, maybe New England, somewhere in that 19 uh, range or toward the middle of the first round. But uh, I mean, I think we still could have five 
first-rounders. But the bad part about this is, other than Trevor Lawrence, they're not as good as some of the first-rounders we've seen from other years. But the you know need for quarterbacks, particularly young quarterbacks, are there. And I think right now Jack Wilson's, uh, Zach Wilson is going to be the number two pick in the draft, although the Jets aren't 100% sold on it. I think that's the way they're going to start to lean. Fair enough. And I will lament the day as a lifelong Jet fan because, remember, Jody Mack told you this five years from now. Uh, there is no question in my mind that Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft. I actually think he's closer to Trevor Lawrence than anyone is closer to him who comes in thereafter. And I've staked my claim to being a Justin Fields fan all year long. I just think it's hysterical that Wilson played a team from South Carolina in Coastal Carolina and couldn't get a win, whereas Fields played against a South Carolina team known as Clemson, you probably heard of them, in the NCAA uh, semifinal game and lit them up like a Christmas tree. But somehow Wilson is rated ahead of Fields. It makes zero sense to me. Plus, I mean, uh, one of the things that is going around the league is that why wasn't he picked as the team captain? Because I think they had eight team captains, and he wasn't one of them. Again, I'll, if if I'm the new coach, Robert Sala, I get my hands on him. I make him into a captain. I make him into a leader. And I take the benefit of his tremendous skill set. I think he's going to be a big-time winner in the league. John, great stuff. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, hopefully you get out sometime in the near future. The snow lets up there in Seattle. The sun comes out, melts a little bit, let you get out and have some fun. Appreciate you coming on with me tonight. Hey, thanks, Jody. That is the professor, John Clayton. His uh, podcast uh, is one of the better ones, Schooled by the Professor, where you get your better sports podcasts. All right, Jody Mack coming back, reopening the phones. You've got the all-important telephone number, 855-212-4227. It's a Mac attack here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.